Eyed and Blues, the Black Eyed Sally's Radio Hour. Sponsored by Gateway Financial Group, Budgerton Meyer Jack, Sherpa Technologies, CentralCTDental.com, Doctors Camp Sambor and Lupini, and Deepwater Seafood of Avon. I am your host, Brian Lee, Dave Moore on the board. Hello there. This week, as promised, we have Brian McDonald back in the studio with us. Uh, Brian is playing down at Black Eyed Sally's this coming Friday evening. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on really positive for my buddy here since uh, last time he was on. So let's get into it. <laughs> How you been? Good. I've been real good. Yeah. Been excited. Yeah. Uh, Very grateful. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Uh, do you want to explain to the audience now, or do we want to wait a little while to, to you know, get into it? I'll, I'll jump in right now. Okay. Because I'd like, <laughs> no, I'd like as much time to be devoted to my buddy George. Absolutely. What uh what this Friday is really not about me and it's not really just that I'm playing with my band although that's a lot of fun. I haven't played with the band in a while. Really what's going on this weekend on Friday at Black Eyed Sally's is it's a book release party. And it's uh the release party for the book Lawyers, Guns and Photos. My adventures and photographs with Warren Zevon by George Gruel. Mr. Gruel was uh, Warren's best friend, self-proclaimed. You can go on the video and see Warren calling him that. My best friend George, he worries about me. And it's true. George is that kind of guy. He uh, was Warren's aide-de-camp through Warren's prime years, legendary years, the years that you read about. And George... Just kept the whole show rolling. And now years later, he's released a book of photographs from that era. And it is just a magnificent book. And for some reason, I don't know why he's coming up to Hartford, Connecticut to have a book party. <laughs> you know? And uh, I know why. He, he's, he's doing it for me, bud. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can't I'm just think of a better right. reason. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's uh it's amazing to me. Okay. And uh he's coming up here and he's gonna have copies of the book to sign. It's it's fantastic. He's a great guy and he's coming up here and he mentioned me in the book uh twice. Everybody else in the book is famous. <laughs> they did something. Okay. And then you go through the book and it's like and there's this guy you've never heard of, Brian McDonald, and he sings Warren, and he, he said really nice things about me. And on the cover of the book, he's wearing, he's, you know, standing like this. It's his, it's his picture of the author of the book, and he's wearing a Brian McDonald Midnight in Nowhere t-shirt on the cover of the book with my face on it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Nice. Um, I got to know him through my own effort. You know, it's funny how karma can turn around in a good way for you once in a while. I read a previous Warren Zevon book about him called I'll Sleep When I'm Dead. Okay. And it was kind of a dark book. You know, that kind of book where you read about a rock star and you're going, ooh, ah, ooh, you know, these adventures. And in the book, you get the gist of certain people. And, and I kept reading about this guy, George Gruel, in the book. He saved Warren's life just about, you know, it, hmm. it, it, he was the guy that was there to hold it together when Warren was being legendary. Oh, okay. 
A and, nice way of putting it. <laughs> okay. Rockstar. And, uh, well, Warren said, you know, I got to be Jim Morrison a lot longer than Jim Morrison got to be Jim Morrison. <laughs> so it's on that level. <laughs> and I was reading the book, and I said to myself, God is my witness. I said, uh, damn, I wish I had a friend like that. I wish I had a friend like that. So I found him, and I reached out to him, and I went, hey, um, you don't know me. I'm nobody. I sing a lot of Warren Zevon songs. It's my mission. And I read the book, and uh, I thought to myself, I'd like to have a friend like that. So I'm reaching out to you. I'd like to have a friend like this. I don't, and I don't want anything from you. Right. I'm not asking nothing from you. I'm not one of those guys that's coming like, hey, how you doing? And then in two weeks, I'm going to go, so uh, what can you do for my career? None of that BS. It was really an honest thing. I thought it was just such a cool guy. And Warren's music meant so much to me that I just did that. Mm. Okay? Flash forward, a couple years later, I get an email, and it says, hey, how do you like this picture? This is going on the cover of my book. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to get some acknowledgement. There's a guy, I mean, I, I, this is what I got to do tonight. I got to pay, pay it back. Of course. Mm -hmm. There was a guy, his name is Wayne. Hey, Wayne, I know you're out there, buddy. He actually is. He just checked in. Okay. He just says, going to a party. Yep. <laughs> his, uh, Wayne is a gentleman who I met with his wife, who we shall refer to as Miss Noreen. Um, he saw me play. He liked what I did. And he started trying to find out where I, how do you find this guy? Where does he play? It turns out we live about a mile from each other. Isn't that always the way? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he, on his own, went out and decided there should be Midnight and Nowhere t-shirts. I wow. didn't. Again, I had nothing. You know, I sing and play after 40 years. You know, you just kind of do what you do, and you don't, you don't expect anything anymore. You just play. It's what you do. He went out and made these t-shirts. Midnight and Nowhere, Brian McDonald. It's the cover of the Midnight and Nowhere yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Put on a t-shirt. Okay. Nice. And one night, literally, I'm playing this little bar the, the size of this room, okay, <laughs> in Canton, Avon, Connecticut. Uh-huh. There should be no one there, and there wasn't. And a car pulls up and says, excuse me, can you tell me how to get to Canton? I look up, and it's George <laughs> Gruel. <laughs> and Julius, his friend, who... who uh, what the hell are you doing here? You live in Troy, New York. What are you doing here? You know. Right. Boom. They had driven there that night out of nowhere. Nice. To see me in a room the size of a coffee break room. Okay? <laughs> this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that's this. Okay? A nice little intimate spot. <laughs> yeah, thank you. For, yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. And, uh, and so they're sitting there, and Wayne shows up for no particular reason. At this place, drives from South Windsor out to Canton to see me at this place. There was no reason to go there. Shows up with his T-shirts. We, we have someone calling in. Good. Shows up with his T-shirts, hands one to George. George ends up putting it on, putting it on, and wearing it on the book. All these things coincided as I stand there, going, "Wow, this is amazing." And so <laughs> Wayne, George, Julius, all you guys, love you. So who's calling? Who's calling in? Uh, this is Julius. This is Julius. Julius. Hey, Jules, what's up, bud? 
<laughs> so, Brian, you didn't even say you and George went out to the car for an hour uh, uh, and, and tried to learn a song. Well, you, you know, <laughs> I, I we went out to that car. Uh, well, my George break. is on the other line here. Yeah, we went out to that car on the break. Hey, George. I can't promise you that we were trying to learn a song. <laughs> we were on a yeah. we, we were on a break. Uh, that's for sure. And we were in a car. Yeah, okay, yeah. Calling that number. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was George calling me. Uh, yeah, well, tell him to call in here. <laughs> no, he he's gonna. He was just getting out of the car and he. He lost the number. (laughs) 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 That's easy. We can give it to him. Uh, Yes, George, uh, if you're listening, it's 860-264-4343. So, Julius. uh, Now, he's running into the studio now. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So, what you doing, buddy? (laughs) Sitting here watching this. Oh, uh, that's right. I have no wife, remember? (laughs) You know, I keep forgetting that I'm on camera. How am I looking? Uh, yeah, well, you, never mind. You're looking a little old, man. I am. Oh. Right? You know, I think it's the glasses, man. No, wait. Come on. I look positively 60. Very positive. Uh, man, I hope you're enjoying the 60s again. I, I'm reliving them. Are you talking about the 60s, you know, like the 60s or my age? Is there a difference? No, there really isn't. No, no, there isn't. So, what time you? Oh, wait, Jules. Um, you tell Julius is actually George's aide de camp. Okay. So, you, I think Brian, you need to tell him about the concert. And uh, what time there is a there's a show that's going to be going on at the Civic Center. Uh, yep. Brian had said you guys were looking at coming down around five. Yep. You may want to get there a little bit earlier. Uh, Nickelback is playing at the Civic Center, which is about a block and a half away from our place. Yeah, I know. They're so, buddies of mine, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So the there's four bands playing that night, and the show yep. actually kicks off at 6 instead of like your normal 7.30 or 8 o'clock because they're giving everybody a chance to play their entire sets. So if you guys want to get there a little bit earlier, that's fine. I will be there all day and long into the night. I'll help you with whatever you need. Okay, this well, gentleman here. Question. What's that? Okay, you have tequila. We'll be there at noon. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Okay. <laughs> I got plenty of that. <laughs> yeah, Julie, see him. This is Brian. He'll be the one taking care of you. I'll be the bald yeah. one behind the bar. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Julius will be. Uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> well, I'll hang up so George can call in now. Okay, hey, man. He should have got his old body into the, uh, you know, in his studio. Okay, buddy. I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, you got it. Take it easy, Julius. Bye. Do we want to play a song and give George a few minutes? Sure. You think he needs a little more time? Yeah, anything you like. Okay, that's fine. So uh, we're going to do Heart Like Yours. Anything you want to tell us about? Heart Like Yours is uh, one of those positive messages that kind of wants to make you understand that you're important to somebody. No matter what you think of yourself, somebody thinks you're very important and loves you. I like Very it. Very cool. We'll just let it run. I've been living by the side of the road Watching people as they come and go I learn the lessons now I'm sure 
This cold, hard world, it needs a heart like yours. I know about sorrow, I've had my share. I know it can save your life when someone cares. I know the price you pay for closing that door, but this cold, hard world, it needs a heart like yours. This cold, hard world, don't care, don't cry if you live or die, but a heart like yours, I believe it shines in the endless sky. Sometimes you think you know where you've been, but no one Stands the shape you're in. You need connection, you need a cure. This cold, hard world, it needs a heart like yours. Welcome back to Black Eyed and Blues here in the studio with Brian McDonald. Uh, yep. Is that the phone? That is the phone. Bang! Just like we planned it. That's a scary thing. <laughs> oh, let me put on some headphones. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> Come on. Jeez, I know I can do this. Okay. Would this be George calling in? Actually, it's Anita Gevinson, friend of George. It's Anita! Hi. Hey, how are Hi, you? Facebook friend. Listen, Anita, I'm so glad you called in. I'm so glad you're glad. I wasn't sure if I would get what kind of response. No, no, I'm just so pleasantly surprised. Wow. Well, George told me what was going on. I I wanted to be part of it in a small way. Wow, you can be part of it in a big way. (laughs) Anita was a very, very, very close friend of Warren's. Ah, okay. Okay. And uh, I'm DJ from Philly. Say it. Those. 
if, you can just say it. Those, we're, we're those, of, those of those who know of the legend of Warren, Anita is the famous DJ from Philly. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Nice. Well, you know, uh, uh, George's book is so lovely, and your, uh, I guess paying tribute to Warren and the book on the 27th, and I so much wanted to be there. Every night I do. I can't, but I just wanted to call and tell you how pleased I am that you're doing an event like that. It's so important to keep music, Warren's music alive and just to talk about him in the way that most people knew him, and that was, you know, he did put the fun in dysfunctional, you know what I'm saying? God, tell, tell us more. <laughs> well, I just think that sometimes people tend to get some sort of a like a soundbite reputation. Yes. And he was he was all of the things that you heard that he that he was, but he was so much more. <laughs> and I really got to see that and so did George. George was the road manager for Warren when Warren and I uh, went on the road and it was the three of us uh for a couple of months uh at least. And <laughs> you can imagine knowing George and Warren uh how much fun it was for me to be out on the road with them. And that's really what I think George's book shows as yeah. opposed to maybe some of the other more negative stuff that's been written and put out there. It may not be as sensational, but it, it really shows the kind of fun that we had and everybody who was around at that time had and all the people that came to see those shows, they would attest to that as well. I mean, it was really big fun. We're all complex characters. Yes. And if you want to you you can concentrate on just certain facets of a person but you really if you want to if you want to get the whole picture you have to try and get the whole picture okay exactly uh, and i went to all those shows i was i <clears throat> i went to so many of his shows that he walked off the stage <laughs> the only warren story i have you'll love this anita so <clears throat> i'm up in the front and i'm sitting up front in one of his small club solo shows that you and George were out on, okay? Yeah. I find out later. And I'm sitting there, and of course, I've been to so many shows. He walks out for a sound check, and I'm already sitting there. And he's strumming a guitar, and he turns around, and he's looking at me, and I find out this is all famous stuff of his, but the eyebrow arched. <laughs> see, she's laughing, see? The eyebrow arched, and he's looking at me, and the eyebrow arched, and suddenly he puts the guitar down. And he starts to walk off the stage. And me and my friends were sitting there, and I'm saying, Oh, Jesus, oh, my God, oh, my God. I, he, I think he's coming over to talk to us. All right, all right, I got to get it together. Because, <laughs> you know, I sing his songs. I play 200 nights a year. And I sing his songs every single night. I do a section, the late, great Warren Zevon, you know. And at the time, I was just doing his songs, you know, whatever. And he comes walking off the stage towards us, and I... I've been to shows, you know, not by now I've been to like Boston, Philly, you know, wherever. And I think we were at Toad's Place in New Haven. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. I remember it so well. See? Yeah. See? <laughs> I would be sitting in, remember they had that, the middle was like a round thing where the sound was. Yep. Thank remember? you. Yeah, yeah Nita, baby. I sitting there. That's right. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, now, do I, what kind of, uh, I need to use a, uh, an, an, uh, do I have to say the F word or what do I do here? Oh, jeez. Well, I don't know. I'm on the air. I'm just trying to check. Trying to check. It is internet. It's not radio, radio. Okay, so I'm telling the story okay. anyway, and then right. they can, just, then they can just do it. throw me off. Yeah, just do it. Okay, so, <laughs> because the story's oh worth my. it. The okay. story's worth it. All right. So he comes walking off the stage, and I'm nervous. So I start, 
getting myself together, you know, and I'm, what I'm going to say, okay? And I, it's going to be so meaningful, and it's going to be really let him in two or three sentences know that I, I get it, you know? Right. And he walks up, and, he, and I read about it, and I read about it, and, and I, I, at the time I didn't know what to make of it. But then I read about it, and it's a normal thing. He did what they, I guess they called the Warren Lean. Uh-huh. <laughs> he like he would lean impossible. How close to your face did he get? Oh my God! He was like two inches from my face, but yes, he was still that, standing yes, up. And it. I don't know. You're waiting for the tree to fall. You know, it's like, <laughs> and yet impossibly leaning over to me, and I'm so thrilled. And he leans over now. Understand? He's seeing some guy that he's seen at every show. Okay. Uh-huh. So he walks down, real calm, eyebrow arched. And my hero's coming up to me, and he walks over, and he goes, all right, who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay? And instead of coming out with, well, I've had recording deals, and I could sing your song. No, no, no. I turn into Ralph Cramden. Swear to God, about twenty seconds of me going, and he he had compassion, and he kind of tapped me on the shoulder, and he goes, "Enjoy the show," and he walks away, and he's gone, and I'm thinking, "What an ass I am." That's my Warren story. Oh, that's funny. No, I need us so. So tell me uh, any tell us anything else. Tell us the good stuff. Tell us any pleasurable stuff you want to because I, I well, th- the night ain't about me, is, it's um, about George and Warren. Well, this is sort of the extended uh version of the forward that I wrote for George's book. Uh just to show you what it was like and what George had to put up with back in the day. Uh we were like self-proclaimed rock stars. So when we were in our bus <laughs> going from city to city to, from Howard Johnson's to Howard Johnson's we would act like rock stars, even though we were in a bus uh, and couldn't afford to really stay in a hotel any better than that. Right. So we would force George to check in for us because there was no way Warren was going to walk in and check in by himself, you know, because he's a rock star. So we would be asleep in the back of the bus, and George would get up every t- every time, and he'd get in there after driving all those hundreds of miles, and he would check in for us, and then he would get one, somebody to come get the bags, and they'd put them up in the room, and then he would come in and wake us up. And then he would kind of walk us through the lobby up to our rooms, and he'd have to really babysit and do all that stuff that you're supposed to be able to do for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but we just didn't want to do it because, you know, we wanted to be rock stars. Yes. So George would put up with all of that. And one day we wake up, and it's boiling hot, and we're in the back of the bus, and we're in the parking lot, and it's way later than it should be. And... We just I, we can't figure it out, and I won't say the F word, but I'll 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 just bleep it out myself. But I, Warren wakes up and he's like, "Where the F is George?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And he goes, "I knew this would happen eventually. This is what happens. They all walk out on you. They all turn their back. You know, whatever you know, all the ranting that he would do. It turns out that, <laughs> that George had walked off the bus and slipped on the step with a bottle of Coca-Cola in his hand, and he slashed his hand. With Ooh. a piece of the glass, and the ambulance came, <laughs> and all these people came. We heard nothing because you know we weren't sleeping naturally, and so we knew nothing of it. We get finally we find out what the story is. Warren's too embarrassed to even speak about it, and George just shows up that night tuning the guitars with his hand in a great big 
bandage and <laughs> the crew had to cut his knee at dinner. <laughs> really? And that's what poor George had to, had to put up with on almost a daily basis because he loved Warren so much, you know, and, yeah. and he, he just put up with it. And, and we, we did mostly laugh. I mean, you know, most of the time, we were all laughing. It wasn't just us laughing at George. No, no, I, I, and now, but now you can see why when I, when I would see really when I was a fan, I was such a fan, and I over the years purposely I pay no attention to gossip and stories and how people are supposedly living and behave. I, I don't pay any attention. I listen. I the music is all I listen to. Okay, but when I was reading and hearing stories, finally. You can see why I really did go, who is this George Gruel? Exactly. You know, and I went, I, right, I, right. I wish I had a friend like this. I don't know what made me do it. Yes, that's what was so great about it. And I know Warren felt that way. And, and I kept telling George, you know, that he, he really made his world. He, he, he helped him in so many ways. And he was so much there for him, like a brother. Yeah. And yet he had to also be the one doing all the business. And in those days, we had no cell phones. We had no computers. He would get to the hotel and get on the hotel house, you know, the phone in your room, yeah. and try to make these calls. It was insane. And we had a crew that didn't listen to anybody. <laughs> they were crazy guys. And, and one night, we get a phone call. They left the neighborhood before us so they could get to the next gig before us so they could set up. And they took off the entire overhanging awning. The truck was too big to go through, and they just kept going. And they wanted more to pay for it. <laughs> you know, things like this would happen, which is why I think eventually that tour, they broke up uh, George and Warren, because that tour, I think, ended up costing everybody money. Somewhere in the 80s. <laughs> just somewhere yeah. in the 80s. That, yeah, that, that, but it was uh, the, leg the legend lives on, okay? Yeah, well, I'm just so happy that this book is coming out, and you guys are going to be a ch get a chance to c get together and play all the music. And you know, I'm writing my own book about my life in radio and my life with Warren. And when that's done, I will join you in all these events. Please, and we'll make we'll make it a threesome. Oh, oh, please, <laughs> no, I, I, please. You know, I I uh, I get a special charge out of feeling that I I carry. I sing his music every night. Every, lots of his songs every oh, night. Who's this? Who's this very nice DJ that's letting you take up all this time and not butting in like most DJs? Uh, there's do. no reason for me to cut in. You guys are doing but a perfectly fine amazing. job. Huh? Who are you? <laughs> I'm just a bartender. His name is Bri no. <laughs> Anita. His name is Brian T. Lee. He's the bar manager yeah, at Black, Black Eyed, Eyed Sally's. Sally's. Yeah. I see. And he runs, uh, he's the DJ I'm, of the show. I'm the host of the show. Host of the show. Yeah. Okay, because that's so yeah. nice of you to, to let us just he couldn't, on like this. He couldn't love this more. And besides, truthfully, um, I, I, I've been around a long time in New England, and I've played Black Eyed Sally's. It's not, the night isn't, you know, Brian's playing. The night is Warren Zevon and George Gruel. Yep. Oh, that's great. Okay. That's great. <laughs> so I got some I surprises that. for him, uh, for what song selection, you know. Wow. Going to be a nice night for him. Well, like I said, I can't wait to join you guys. And uh, Oh, man, I got to meet you, too. Like, we got to... Well, where are I you mean, living? Right, but you guys can come out here anytime. Where are you living? And I get back there a lot. And, uh, 
love to visit with George and Jan. So I'll let you know. And who Please. knows, maybe in September on the 10th anniversary, we can do something really big. Oh, that would be wonderful. Wonderful. All right. All right. I'll talk to uh, – we'll uh, talk tomorrow on Facebook, I hope. I hope so. I'm getting over a cold, but that's why I sound this way. But oh, is that why you – wait. Is that why you sound so in. husky? All right. <laughs> yeah, we're loving that. <laughs> Don't make her cough. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's bringing the phlegm there. No, uh, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Anita, I'm sorry. I'm a wise ass. No, no, you took me out with that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, George's review of me uh, is pretty right on. What he says is Brian is an amazingly witty and brilliant wise ass <laughs> who happens to make good music. Well, that's my favorite kind, so. <laughs> that's probably the nicest we get along. pat on the back you get, huh? Yeah, that's the best that's compliment the best. I ever got. That's the best. <laughs> Brian's oh a wise ass. Thank you. Thank you. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> Anita, thank you for calling in. Oh, you're very welcome. You guys take care. Thank you thank very you. much, Anita. Thank you. Warren right. forever. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was wonderful. Absolutely. Um, that was a big surprise to take me. Take care of a little business first? I think so. Okay. awesome. Did I just say awesome? Awesome. Well, see, she brought, she put me right on. <laughs> CentralCTDental.com, doctors Camp, Sambor, and Lupini. For serious issues or routine checkups, go nowhere else. Easy to get to on the Plainville Farmington line. Call 860-747-5761 or make an appointment online at CentralCTDental.com. We'll be back shortly. Do you need this over there? Yeah. Uh, now we're going to listen to Bloodwitz and Meyer Jack. is a large Connecticut-based CPA firm with offices in Cheshire and Farmington, Connecticut. Large enough to handle engagements of enterprises with annual revenues in excess of $100 million, yet small enough to cater to smaller businesses and individual clients who expect personalized attention from partners and staff. Client service is the cornerstone of our practice. Our clients have a fixed fee for their audit and tax work. What this means to the client is we're approachable. Personal communication and client services make for strong relationships. Budwitz and Meyer Jack, certified public accountants. Bandit Travel for business and life. We'll take you there. Bandit Travel has been proudly serving Connecticut since 1960. That's over 50 years. And we're ready for another 50 years of superior service. Whether you prefer to come in, call in, or log on, we invite you to explore how efficient, diverse, and fun it is to book through Sandit's Travel. Save your money and your time with us. Sandit's Travel. We'll take you there. The Hartford Online Radio Network. On the Horn. On the Avon, farming, uh, Deepwater Seafood of Avon, Farmington Valley's freshest seafood. They will work with you and your schedule. Call ahead, 860-676-9657 or fax 860-677-2281. Deepwater will set aside your order for pickup after work Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sea scallops, fresh oysters, fish and chips, soup, bisques, chowder. Having a party? Paella for 12 and a salad is all you need. Made with spicy chicken, andouille sausage, scallops, shrimp, and halibut. Deepwater seafood of Avon, just for the halibut. We heard the phone ring. Is our we guest did. still on the phone? Uh, hopefully. Uh, who's calling? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Who's this? Hi. 
Who's this? This is Brian Lee. Who's Brian this? Brian Lee, this is Jordan Zevon. Jordan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Wow, this you know is... who that is? That's Brian McDonald. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys. This is uh, Jordan. This is Warren's son. Son. Yes. That's awesome. This is uh, turning in. I'll, I'm not going to forget this night for a long time. <laughs> I'm serious. Hello, Jordan. Now, I just want to say, Mr. McDonald, I love your work with the Doobie Brothers. Um, <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry. Happy. Thank you so much. I heard you were talking to Anita. Yes, yes, we just were talking to Anita. That's right. She was telling stories. Very nice. I used to have a, was it WMMR book that I used to write my, my little lost chubby boy poetry in while I was walking around Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia? Oh, God. You know, I just uh, the other day uh, uh, went up on YouTube and heard a uh, for I've heard it before, but heard you doing I believe no, I heard you doing searching for a heart. Oh yeah, it was, that was good. That was fun. beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, you know Johnny, Johnny, which was Dad's name. Johnny would have been proud. Yep. But uh, I should have lost about 10 more pounds before then. It was, it, was, it was a TV date. It was a TV date. You got to get your TV. Oh, no, 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 man. It was, it was beautiful. I should have lost 10 more pounds. The whole Zevon clan is cracking me up now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we're all pretty fucking mental. Yeah, you are <laughs> funny, man. I'll tell you, man. It, Can I use the, the language? I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm, uh, I'm who cares? By the FCC. They're going to shut you down with Uzis. They're no, I, I already told a Warren story and uh, dropped that F-bomb, so we're all safe, pal. All right, fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bombs away. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's really actually okay. No kidding around now. This is really uh, a big thrill for me. It's really nice of you to call in. Thank you. This is the part where we get all quiet and you lick my balls because I call. This in. is it right here. <laughs> that was the moment. Snuggle up. Yeah. Yeah, that was the moment. Hey man, you got the new album though, right? Let me tell you, it's a it's a real pleasure. <laughs> you let me call in. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, he's going to talk to me like that. Yeah. yeah. Good. Listen, Peace and love. Peace and love. Oh, man. Hey, uh, uh, how's your new album doing? It's doing great. It's, uh, it's, I, it's a record called Imperfect. Uh, please, I was going to, that was your opening. Please talk about it. Well, then shut the fuck up and let me talk for a second. <laughs> <laughs> now, the record, the record's called Imperfect. It, uh, it, it basically deals with the idea that we're that none of us are perfect and we all got our stuff that we deal with. And I've been able to do crazy stuff like design this ridiculous sticker that my, my friend who owns Panther Racing put on an IndyCar. Nice. And when we were designing the sticker, I'm like, the picture doesn't look quite right. Doesn't look quite right. So I took my head and I slapped it on the scanner glass of my my all-in-one printer, and did like an OK sign. Went, yes, that's it. That's right. Because it because it's uh, let's see, it's circa '92. 
this guy's been doing blow for 10 years. He's lost his whole family. He's starting his life over again, and he's hit the car wash making business cards. And he's like, I don't have any picture. Okay, splat. <laughs> and when people see it, they're like, what? What is that doing next to the Wait, I mean, the National Guard sticker? Yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> I stared at that picture when you posted it on Facebook, and I was looking at it going, what the hell is that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> A-OK. Well, that, that's the, the whole principle of this record is, like, I liked my last record, OK. Um, I had to, to deal with the people saying, like, ooh, I, I counted it. It became a joke. It's like, okay, let's see who the next guy is going to be that talks about the apple falling too far from the tree or falling close to the tree or the apple falling from the tree. Ooh, you're all so fucking original. Or just the word apple just started. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm like, you know, this, that record was like my XTC squeeze Elvis Costello tribute because he used to drive my dad crazy. Nope. But I sang with an English accent. Right. I'm like, really, Dad? Really? Do you want me to talk to you and Tom about how you sound like Dylan? <laughs> Ouch. I watched a little tributes to to Dad. I had things that his fans alike. I kind of embraced my heritage heritage a little more and and it's just a, you know, basic rock and roll record, and and it's been an interesting experience. And you got to remember that my dad's the guy who was driving on the way to see Jackson at the Universal Amphitheater, shooting his magnum out the window, screaming, going, "I shot Jackson Brown!" Yeah, shoot him down. Yeah, so. Everything's so homogenized now that I do the simplest thing that's a little off-kilter, and they're like, ooh, do you, do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> Is the Zevon gene coming through? Exactly. Like, like my latest thing was jump for cock. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? That's what? Pain. That's gross. It's like, I'll tell you exactly what it means. When you go to the, the Apple store, and you've been working all month, and you've got your little, like, $400 chunk of change to get your phone, which is going to cost you a fortune as well. And the pimply-faced clerk says it's going to be a 45-minute wait. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. Then you see him leaning up against the genius bar, ironic. <laughs> and he starts talking to his friend, like, shooting the shit. And you're like, i got to get back to work to pay for this thing. They're like, I just want to spend some money. It's like, that's right. Jump for cock. <laughs> Jump for cock. Hello. Hello. Look at their Nirvana album cover and mix it with Hunter Thompson and Warren Zevon. <laughs> the, the baby in the dollar bill. The doctor. But you, you say that nowadays and people get freaked out. And you know what? I like it that way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. God, really nice of you to call in. This is really quite the show we got going on here. Hey, no complaints here. You hear? Huh? There seems to be another phone call. No, really? Coming in. Okay. No? Okay. 
And it's a 518. That would be Mr. Gruel. Okay. You on there, Jordan? Yeah. Hello? Is he there? Jordan, you still on? We got George here. It seems as though one's on hold. Yeah, Jordan's on hold. All right, Jordan's on hold. I want Jordan just to sing a little bit of Roland for you. Uh, can you? Uh, I can switch back. Okay. Uh, now Jordan's back on. All right, Jordan, you okay. there? <laughs> <laughs> perfect, man. That's like, perfect. Really, what were you thinking when you guys were working on Minute by Minute Records? Because that, to me, is a masterpiece. Well, you know, I wanted, I wanted to, to I, I, and I wanted to tell you something. When we just came back and heard you snoring. Sounded just like your dad, man. Just like your dad. The apple don't fall far. You know that apple? Did, that didn't apple fall, fell from the tree at all. The apple no, fell right, right here. Underneath. It's unbelievable. Right underneath. How did you come up with that? Genius. Ah. We were standing at the genius bar. That's how he did it. <laughs> okay, man. And then George said, oh, Brian, yeah, he sounds just like like your dad. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? No, so you Let's have a sound off. <laughs> you know, truthfully, Jordan, you sound more like your dad. I sound like me. I sound like me singing your dad's songs with a heart full of love. That's all I sound like. You actually sound like your dad. I just sing them because I love the songs. I don't sound, ex I don't sound like him, actually. Do you hear this? Yep. Rolling was a Thompson gun for hire, fighting to be done. The deal was made in Denmark on a dark and stormy day. And they set out for battle to join the bloody parade. So part of my record is that guy. <laughs> And then doing my stuff on top of it. Awesome. And it's cool. I love Jake. I've known Jake Dillon, God, for ever and ever and ever. And he likes to kind of keep a arm's length, and I appreciate that. But for me, I know that people wish that Dad was still around. So it's like, well, hell, I'll do some of the songs, and then I'll say, okay, but now here's my stuff. I gave you a little taste. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that burden. <laughs> and it's actually cool i don't have that burden i don't carry that baggage okay i don't have um that thing where it's like all right all right here's some of this but then here's my stuff you know what warren's songs feel like mine and i don't have that d division i have a body of work that i wrote i hope people like it um Oh, I know. But just I get some minute of reason. I get just as big favorite. a thrill. <laughs> I get, you know, just as big a thrill singing uh, Carmelita or mm -hmm. Desperados oh. Under the Eaves or any of the classics as I do singing any one of mine. So I don't have that burden. I passed it a long time ago. You got to understand, Jordan, I've uh, got 42 years of one-nighters on the road. 200 nights a year, okay? 
You find me someone else who sang 8,600 one-nighters in their life, and maybe they'll understand. Okay, at this point, you go out and you play. You're glad to see an audience. You're grateful that they like you, and you're really grateful that you get to sing the songs that you enjoy. I just happen to enjoy singing Warren and Jackson Brown songs the most. Wednesday, yeah, well, it's, me. it's because there was a kinship and a brotherhood, and and I'll do lawyers, guns, and money with my friends, but I won't do werewolves. And the reason I won't do werewolves is because they'll go da 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 da. da. It's like no, no, no. It's a soul song. They were writing it. Phil Everly walked by and said, "What are you guys doing?" Oh, yeah, Werewolves of London, that sounds like a dance song. And the next thing you know, Jackson and Dad go through every rhythm section in town until they find McVie and Fleetwood that finally get to the... And it has a growl to it. And I was there for the writing session, or for the, the recording session, and they were more jazzed out at looking at the Tattoo U single cover with the dog's paw and the high heel than knowing they were creating a masterpiece. So when you know all that stuff, it's like it's hard to have somebody just come and, like, you know, brutalize it. <laughs> and it's not easy knowing all that stuff, and then you end up being the dick that's saying, you're not playing it right. But I've got a lot of friends. Who well, there's, and there's another, <clears throat> you see, there's another uh, angle on that for me. Mm-hmm. I am never trying to, I've never been in a copy band. So I've never actually done someone else's version. I never try and sound like it. I take the yeah. song, the song, and then I arrange it for Brian, for me. I don't try and sound, I don't go, well, this is, I'm trying to do the version you heard on the record. No. I try and take the essence of the song and then arrange it so it fits me as an artist. And it turns out it's more satisfying that way. I've never been in a copy band, so I don't, you know what I mean? I, I don't know what that is. So Carmelita is arranged the way I sing it. Um, Perfect. You know. And, you know, that's the thing about Dad's music is, as we've, like my friends and I, we try to figure out songs. It's not the hardest chords in the world, no. but they're, it, it's played like a symphony. It's, played, it's basically played like theater. And if you listen to the Stand on the Fire album, he doesn't just run through stuff. No, no. But he, he has a certain way, and for me it's crazy because I can hear like, okay, this was a vodka kicked in. Okay, and so you're doing Mohammed's radio, which I love doing, and it's everybody's restless, got no place to go. Someone's always trying to tell him something they already know. And he's doing Dean Martin, who is his hero, right? With Warren Zevon, with Hunter Thompson, with these things, you take your influences and you create kind of a, a musical theater or a show. And I was telling my friends, I, I finally went uh, I finally went out one night and I, I put on sunglasses. I'm like, I just want to have a little layer of protection. <laughs> and this girl is just drunk off her ass. 
and we're at Canners, where we play every Tuesday, called The Fockers, Friends of Kibitz Canners. And I have the home movies of my parents hanging out of this place. And I'm talking to my friends, and she won't leave me alone. She just, and now when I tell her to, you know, to, like, should I keep using the F-bomb or to get somebody in trouble? <laughs> we'll try and skip it now and then. These guys are like going, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then I just said, I, 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 we'll use the word duck. She's talking to me, and I'm talking to guys I've known for 30 years. And she's like, How does somebody just knocked my phone into the sink. I'm like, go buy a bag of rice, put your phone in the rice, let it sit overnight. It'll soak out the moisture. Have a nice life. What are you talking about? Right? Okay, duck off. Left, duck right, duck up, duck down. Whatever you have to go away. And monster, because I was mean to her, but she's just she can't hold her booze. And at the end of the night, she comes back up again, and she's and everybody's trying to say, go away, go home. You're a space invader. And she went. She called my friend ugly. Said, what do you? You don't know him. You don't know this guy. And then she went, oh, I didn't mean him. I meant him. So I put on my sunglasses because I just don't, I'm not going to give my eyes to this woman. And she goes, ooh, you're wearing sunglasses. I'm like, yeah, I'm a musician. I put my heart on my sleeve. I don't need you seeing my eyes. She goes, ooh, you're a musician. I said, that's right. I'm a musician wearing sunglasses. I eat babies to stay alive. Oogly boogly, oogly boogly, run away, run away. And now I've got all my friends because there's this R step rising happening right now, and we all just go googly boogly, googly boogly, run away from the creeps, run away from the weirdos, jump for cock. Well, that's, <laughs> see, it's 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 funny with me because uh, I went through the looking glass, and now as strange as they are, I love them all because they all keep coming out. To support me and and see me sing so you can be as strange as you want and uh you know what if you come out to see me i love you that's that's what it got to me exactly you know doesn't matter and, and you 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 understand that it's their night out they don't understand that this is what you do no they you don't have a, a relationship and that's totally fine when they step too far over the the line and that's why I wear the sunglasses. I went, oh, I got it. I have to have, like, a Tony Clifton thing going on. And then I go to the comedy store two nights ago, and I take a picture of Tony Clifton. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Wow. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I got my getup on. You're working the scene. The legendary Tony Clifton. Take a picture. Put it on Facebook. It explodes. It went viral. Didn't try too hard. But you you got to separate, you know. Yeah. You got to separate the 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 entertainment from the the real life. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm on twenty four seven. Jordan, I'm on twenty four seven. I don't I don't know how to get out of it. Oh, we, we, you got to you got to find a way. You got to <laughs> meditate. You got to have a. Well, actually, you know what? Daughter. You know what? You know what gets me grounded? My grandson. Hey, hey, Jordan. There you go. Hey, Jordan. It's Brian yeah. Lee. I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, we got George on the other line. We got only five minutes left of the show left, so I want to make sure we get some time with him. 
I thank you. I thank you very much for calling. It's been a pleasure. All right. I, I love all your work, and uh, and I'm going to go listen to to. Uh, to Whoop. Oh, Whoop. well, he is. But and if you do, Jordan, uh, be kind. <laughs> Don't be too severe oh. on me. Who's here? <laughs> That's that would be George, I believe. George, you there, buddy? Yes, I am. Ah, Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> just like it, he made sense, just like his father did. <laughs> and we love him too. And there's the yeah, quote of the night, right there. <laughs> oh God, that's the quote of the night. Ah, uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get rock rocking in the project here. Yeah. <laughs> so, what time you arriving on Friday, baby? 4.30. I, I, there, I heard there was a tailgate party starting at noon, but uh, I think we're going to get there around 4.30, try to get the happy hour to buy some books. That's beautiful. That and should it, be perfect. And it will be this gentleman guys right here. There, you know? Yeah, and it's this you gentleman right here, Brian Lee, that you need to, he'll be cool. at the bar. Yeah, just find me. Like I right. said before, I'm very easy to find. Very easy oh, to find. Oh, my. You're staying for the entire night, correct? No, he's got to oh, yeah. get. Yeah, no, he's leaving before say, where, I play. Where, where do you, where do you got to be, right? <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I heard Brian before. I'm getting the hell out yeah. of here. <laughs> I know all these songs. Staying with my wife's boyfriend in Canton for the night. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the funny thing is, that's true. <laughs> that's, and, and remember, I told you Julius was his was yep. George's aide de camp. Yeah. Well, that that's that's there you go. There's the circle right there. Mm-hmm. It's my wife's high school boyfriend. So, yeah, oh, okay. I think I think just get as many as we can down there and just have a wonderful time. You're gonna have a great time. I, mean, the, I and I'm bringing a couple uh, raffle prizes, a couple of souvenirs for people to. I'm, I got to go buy a roll of tickets tomorrow, and we're gonna have raffle off a couple obtuse Zivan items. Yeah, for that free. sounds awesome. Nice for free. We like that, yeah. George. You the man. You there, buddy? Hey. Yeah, I'm there. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> it's right. a wonderful show. <laughs> we're having... Interesting people have been calling in. <laughs> we're yeah, we're having some fun. Uh, did you hear Anita call in? Oh yes, she was fun. She's a wonderful person. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. Jordan called in. This has been quite the night, man. Mm-hmm. How in the hell did they know about it? I, you know, I'm thinking uh, my guardian angel took care of all this. Yep. That yes, Facebook. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Lord I, knows you're never on Facebook either. So well, no, no, I'm telling you. You know, no. Uh, <laughs> it's Facebook for me. Yeah. This whole thing was from Facebook. Everything. This Everything. whole I. The only reason I went onto Facebook in general was just to yep. promote this show. So that's how I picked up you and a few other I, people. So I had after after X amount of decades, basically, I, you know, there's a strength in giving up. Okay, whether you believe it or not, there's yeah. a strength in kind of going. You know what? I give up. You know, nothing's gonna happen. Forget it. So you kind of I was moving ahead in that frame of mind. Okay. And along comes my large guardian angel. <laughs> and all of a sudden things pick up and all of a sudden I'm in this book and all of a sudden uh, all these things are happening and 
you know, like the man says, you're not driving the bus, baby. Okay. That's true. The first time I met the first time I met Brian in person, he was playing this club in or Avon. We pulled up next to him in the car. He'd never met me face to face. Never. He had no idea what's coming. We pull up next to the car. He's still in the front seat. I think he's unloaded his gear already. I'm not quite sure what he was doing. Maybe having a cigarette of some type or something. And, <laughs> and I, I look over and I go. Can you tell him how to get the cat? And he looked up and <laughs> it was just wonderful. Yeah, do, you know, if yeah. you had a picture of me at that moment, uh, yeah. it would have been, here's a you man having relax, a stroke. relaxing before the show. Yes, I was. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when I looked up and saw you pull in, uh, yeah. it was, it was uh, here's a man having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. So much for relaxing. Afraid of that. <laughs> oh man! You're doing a wonderful job, George. You don't... thank you for Friday night. Nah, thank you for everything, buddy. You're the best, and I know why everyone right. and I know why everyone loves you, buddy. And I wish I had a friend like that, and now I do. There you go for you, buddy. All right, here's looking up your old address. Be well, have fun, see you Friday night. A little keep, song, a little dance. Old uh, keep keep the uh, microbur flowing. Yes. Yes, of course it will. Okay. It, Easily uh, hey, done. George, until then, a little song, a little dance. A little filter down your pants. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. George, thanks for calling. Love you, man. Uh, Mr. Mr. McDonald, I'm going to let you call it. Uh, Carmelita, wrap it up. Yeah, baby. Done? Yeah. Good night, everyone. Good night. Carmelita. I hear mariachi static on my radio And the tubes, they glow in the dark I'm there with her in Ensenada And I'm here in Echo Park Carmelita, hold me tighter Believe I'm sinking down and I'm all strung out on heroin On the outskirts of town Well, I my Smith & Wesson And I went down to meet my man He hangs down on Colorado Street by the pioneer chicken stand. Come a leader, hold me tighter. Believe I'm sinking down, and I'm all strung out on heroin on the outskirts of town.
sitting here playing solitaire with my pearl handle deck. The county won't give me no more methadone, and they cut off your welfare check. They call a leader, hold me tighter. Believe I'm sinking down, and I'm all strung out on heroin on the outskirts of town. They call a leader. down and I'm all strung out on heroin on the outskirts of town Before I do this week's rundown, I promised Wayne in the chat room that I would read this. www.fullcirclewood.com backslash Brian backslash CDs of Brian's, T-shirts of Brian's. Wayne, I think, hope I did it right for you. Uh, here's this week's rundown. Tuesday night, Mike Palin's other orchestra. Wednesday, Community Jam Blues Open Mike this week. Last week of the month, as always, hosted by Tim McDonald. Thursday night, Connecticut Blues Challenge first round. Uh, Blue Moon Specials, everything kicks off at 8. We've got four bands playing. It should be a lot of fun. Friday night, Brian McDonald Band, George Gruel, Book Release Party for Lawyers, Guns, and Photos. Saturday night, N-Train. Next Monday, Monday Night Jazz featured performer is the Alex Tremblay Group. And then next Wednesday, Brian goes to Jazz Fest, baby. I'm off to New Orleans. So uh, I hope to see you down at Black Eyed Sally's this weekend. But if not, please continue to support live music wherever you go. See you next week. Bye-bye. Jack PC is a large Connecticut-based CPA firm with offices in Cheshire and Farmington, Connecticut. Large enough to handle engagements of enterprises with annual revenues in excess of $100 million, yet small enough to cater to smaller businesses and individual clients who expect personalized attention from partners and staff. Client service is the cornerstone of our practice. Our clients have a fixed fee for their audit and tax work. What this means to the client is we're approachable. Personal communication and client services make for strong relationships. Bud Witts and Meyer Jack, certified public accountants. Sandage Travel for business and leisure. We'll take you there. Sandage Travel has been proudly serving Connecticut since 1960. That's over 50 years. And we're ready for another 50 years of superior service. Whether you prefer to come in, call in, or log on, we invite you to explore how efficient, diverse, and fun it is to book through Sandage Travel. Save your money and your time with us. Sandage Travel. We'll take you there. 